And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Is This Good? The show where we boldly, conclusively, and scientifically decide what things in this big wide world are good. My name's Matt, and with me are three amazing panelists from No Dunks, Trey Kirby, Lee Ellis, and Jason Doyle. Welcome to Is This Good? Ayo, I don't know if we're supposed to go through our normal introductions here. I'm not sure if I'm supposed to ignore the fact that Lee is actually right here to my right, and we're all in the same room here together, Um, but I'm very happy to be talking to you, Matt. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, JD, go to the camera that shows I'm just uh, in the same room as you. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> Didn't he? Wasn't even thinking of that. Um, so, just a reminder: if you have topics for a future show, please share them on Twitter at StartersMatt or email us as thisgoodpod at gmail.com. Is this good pod at gmail.com? Once again, guys, the premise of the show is very simple. I'm going to give you a topic, and you tell me if it's good. And stream team, uh, play along today because we'll have a poll for each question up. And we're four panelists today, so you could break a tie for the first time in Is This Good History. <laughs> and That's exciting. also, also for the first time in Is This Good History, we have some follow-up, which I didn't expect to be doing. So last week, if you remember, we discussed uh, whether wearing flip-flops to a non-beach restaurant was good. And that led us to figuring uh, which places or events wearing flip-flops was acceptable. And two days later, Matt Berman sent us this gem on Twitter. Uh, what you're looking at now is, uh, if you're not watching on YouTube, Republican Senator Richard Burr of North Carolina walking into the U.S. Capitol wearing a jacket, shorts, and flip-flops. <laughs> Now, the important thing is obviously that Burr was rushing in to vote no on a $35 insulin cap for private insurance companies. But for our purposes and the freaks at WikiFeet, let's focus on those. Putsies. Okay. His left big toe is like pointing at the camera as if to say, notice me. Notice me down here. I don't think you should ever wear flip-flops in the halls of the Capitol, personally. Mm, no. It's a respect thing. No, no. Okay, Trey, we know where you stand. Lee, you were the most pro-flip-flop. What, what do you think of this look? Would you wear flip-flops to the U.S. Capitol if you were a senator? <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't. No, no. Not if I'm going there to uh, to conduct business anyway. I mean, if it's a Sunday afternoon and no one's around, I'm taking the family, perhaps. But no, not Just when like you... a cool Capitol yeah. hang with the fam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go legislate yeah. together. Oh, oh, look, this is a great photo. I'm a little surprised we didn't get a Photoshop of of JD as Fred Flintstone because he drives around without any mm. shoes on. Uh, Sergio, where are you, man? I thought uh, you would have been right on top of that. Yeah, where are our meme accounts? Yeah. We need one for Is This Good? Yeah, yeah. What's the what's the Australian like equivalent of the US Capitol? Uh, Parliament House. Yeah. Parliament House. Okay, yeah. it's hotter there. Would you wear one if you were... Uh, well, I went the there Parliament on a school, uh, a school excursion, school trip. We went up there. Uh uh, flip, Here's a picture. Flip flop. No, no. Flip flops <laughs> weren't encouraged, actually. Uh, so <laughs> it was also August. So you know what? It was almost thirty years, probably to the day, because it was August nineteen ninety two. I was in year eleven. We went up there, and uh, so yeah. Uh, but yeah, August in Australia, generally in Melbourne, is quite cold as well. So you're not wearing don't flippies. wear flip flops. No, no, embarrass no, us. no, no. Thongs, as we like to call them, as well, of course. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, here we go. Once again, very simple. I'm going to give you a topic. You tell me if it's good. Our first topic was submitted by listener Nora Artinian. Mm. Wow, Nora Artinian. Uh, you guys know her. Good guess. Wife of one Jay Skeets, future No Breaks guest. Uh, okay, so here we go. First topic, staying with friends while traveling instead of a hotel or an Airbnb. Mm. Is this good? Ah, oh, Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Why wouldn't you do that? I mean, for me, 
especially with a family of four, I usually budget around $300 a night where I'm staying away. If I can stay in someone's house for 10 nights of a trip, more, or, you know, not... 10, nec- ten nights? Uh, okay. ten, ten, nights? 10 nights of a trip, not necessarily in the same house, then I think oh, you're I saving, see, I I think you're saving big, oh, big bucks. Okay. So I often try to uh, incorporate a stay at somebody's house. Now, you take them out for dinner, you maybe leave a house, uh, like a little gift behind or something like that, a couple of bottles of wine or something like that. So you're paying something. But uh, I think absolutely, tra- uh, when you're traveling, accommodation is one of the expenses you can almost never avoid in some part. So if you can get a couple of nights uh, at someone else's house and they're welcome and accommodate, they're like, yeah, come and stay with us, take them up on it for sure. For sure. Okay, let's, I mean, let's it's take good for saving this, money. Though. It's good for saving money, but what an imposition. 10 oh days, 10 nights? That's crazy. Well, with a family of four? <laughs> again, again. Like in one Don't pic- forget, he he travels for three months at a time. Yeah, so it's, absolutely. it's 10 days <laughs> yeah. out of the three oh, months. Oh, okay. Listen, if you've got, um, if you've got uh, kids and they've got kids, it's perfect as well. Because then the kids can be playing with each other. Sure. Uh, they're, they're having a great time. They love it. You love it. Uh, and and again, when you got what that, about your hosts? Do yeah, they the host. love again? Us? I'm not going to say to someone, "Hey, we're staying with you for this long." But most of the time, when you're going somewhere, people are like, "Oh, you must come and stay with us." So I don't know why you would turn that down. Do they do they mean it sincerely though? And, and, <laughs> yeah. and, well, and as we continue, I want to take cost out of it because that's that's the least interesting part. We know you're going to save money by staying right. yeah. at someone's house, but I I want to know: Do you is it good? Do you like it? Do you like being in someone else's space? Do you like living by their rules, their schedules, their whims? <laughs> do you like creeping around in the morning because uh, maybe they're not up? Do you like it when you're trying to sleep and uh, maybe someone's baby's crying? Maybe someone's leaving early for work and slamming the door. You hear that garage door. Going up. <laughs> These are the well, things I want to examine. Yeah. I mean, again, we're like having always traveling with my kids. I'm like, it's never going to be. You never can be like, well, hang on, our kids are sleeping. Go easy in the morning. You're like, you're living by their rules. So if someone gets up early, you're not going to say, can you keep it down? You're going to be like, That's yeah, but fine. this is a vacation. This is a vacation. This is so. This, this is we're getting to the crux of it, though. Do you feel relaxed and vacated when you're staying in someone else's well, space? Well, listen, my house is always open to people and I genuinely and sincerely mean, I say, come and stay with us. I'm never going to then come here and say, now, listen, these are the rules. You must do this. You must follow these instructions. You must be home at this time. You come and you stay at my house. You're welcome. <laughs> come and go as you please. Hmm. Uh, okay, because yeah. we have the, you know, we have the ability to be able to, uh, you know, ha- have them in a room as well. You're not having people come and stay in your bedroom. You know, or like okay, yeah, we, yeah, we assumed that was yeah. assumed. But uh, no, but I'm saying now as a family, as as when you when you're younger in your 20s and stuff, like you'd stay wherever there's a couch. You know, a hundred percent. That's right. Yeah, I've stayed on the floor before. <laughs> well, so. Lee, I think you're, I think you're hitting on a key point. This is this is what I came to is that the people that are the least put upon when people stay with them are the people that are most okay staying in someone else's house when they go on vacation. So for me, I'm somewhat put on put upon when someone stays at my house especially because i live in a small apartment so therefore i think i'm less inclined to stay at someone else's house because i just assume that they're going to feel put out but i understand this is not always the case some people would love you to come stay at their house oh they do i mean again people welcome when you say you're going somewhere people are like come and stay with us and then you, 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 in your head, you're like, have they got the place I know I can feel comfortable? <laughs> yeah. Or are they yeah, going to be yeah, like, yeah. all right, you're going to have to squeeze a few bedroom, you know, bed in here or someone in there, someone staying in the kitchen or the living room or something like that. Is that comfortable for a couple of nights? And I'm like, yep, we can do it. Boom, done. Or we can be like, mm, not sure. Not sure they've got the room for, uh, for all of us. Yeah, I mean, space is obviously a huge concern, as is level and longevity of friendship, I would yeah, say. Right. Yes. If you're a two plus decades... I think, how about this? For every decade you've been friends, you can stay one night at a person's house. <laughs> so if you've been friends for 20 years, you can stay two nights at their house. No problem. So Lee, Lee's on, been friends with, off, whatever. Lee's been friends with people for a hundred years. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I disagree with Trey on that. I think you can get more. I think you can squeeze more than one night out of it. I think you can do a, a five night stay. A five nighter. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. God, with two kids, that's a lot. Well, again, it, if they've it all got, depends. It all depends on the amenities. By amenities, yeah. I mean does the other people you're staying with have kids too because yeah. if they do you're like cool you get to be buddies yeah. for five straight days. for example now i mean i don't know if this changes anything friends family but like for example we stayed with my family down in tasmania they've got three kids only one bathroom but a massive farm they live on with animals and all i don't sorts think of family doesn't count yeah. family's different I think. Yeah. Well, anyway, I'm just saying more the amenities then. We had uh, nine people sharing one bathroom, but it was like 
they they were like, you are not staying in a hotel if you come down to Tasmania. I'm like, fine, you know. And uh, and again, so you make it work. And and the kids, that's the thing. First thing in the morning, new toys, new activities. They're not sleeping in. They're they're up until uh, up as soon as they can, playing away, going crazy in the living room. So. Uh, That's yeah. the nice thing about having another set of kids stay at your house is like your all of your toys get a new life oh. because the kids pull out something your kids are yeah. never interested in and it brings it back. Yeah. Uh, so that's nice. Um, family staying with family. I'm also 100% in on that um, as long as you got the space for it as yeah. well. You know. Yeah. 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 Okay. okay. JD, where are you on this one? I'm 100% out. Oh, okay. Not good. Not, Not good. good. Because first of all, if somebody is insisting that they stay, I never believe them. <laughs> 100% of the time, I'm like, you're Nazi. You don't want me there. You, you think you want me there until my first dump or, you know, uh, what, like, I, you never know what you're, what you're infringing on. You know what I'm saying? Like, people in their own homes, they have their habits and they're like, oh, I can't believe he went from, you know, the bedroom to the bathroom in his underwear in the middle of the night. Can you believe that he did that? Like, that kind of thing. And, and I would absolutely do that. I would, I'm always conscious of stepping on people's toes and if we're taking money out of it like I get that yes it's a huge savings but let's pretend that the money is no object then a hundred percent of the time I'm staying in a hotel or elsewhere in my own space because I, I just can't handle it I can't I can't handle the stress of being in somebody's space you know but do you well, invite JD, people I, I to think come and I, stay with you what's that do you invite Oh, absolutely. And of course, everyone is always welcome at my house. <laughs> but I don't care. Like, I don't, uh, like, I, I am not offer. easily offended. I'm not easily, uh, you know, I, things don't bother oh. me the way they bother other people, I think. Cool. That was just, I don't know if you heard that. That was my grandmother FaceTiming me. She's probably asking if, if she could stay at my house. <laughs> so to, to wrap this up, am I clear that we have uh, JD and I not good and Lee and Trey good? Correct. Yeah, okay, well, this yeah is you, can, you can throw me in a good here. You can throw me okay. in a good. Uh, biggest anxiety for me staying at a friend's house, though, is when to wake up in the morning. Because, right. like, on vacation, I don't really want to see 9 o'clock a.m., but staying at somebody's <laughs> house, like, you know, they're going to work. They're getting up at 6.30. Should you be there to support them? Tell them to have a great day? Maybe you should. Uh, nonetheless, mark me down for a – it's good. And what's okay, your reasoning, so, Matt? We never really. Well, so heard. first of all, Trey, Trey just brought up another great point. You're on vacation. The people you're staying with are not on vacation. Right. There's immediately a, an imbalance there. I so it's like we're off. talking about the yeah. cost of a hotel or an Airbnb. What we're not talking about is the cost of your good time, the cost of your sanity, <laughs> the cost of your relaxation. Okay, there are other non-fiscal considerations here. But I'm I'm excited because we're deadlocked at 2-2. That means for the first time in Is This Good History, the stream team can vote in this well, poll and break this tie. I think they're going to say good, but Lee, what are they saying? Yeah, pretty convincing. 67% of people saying good. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Great. Mark I love that down. they love their friends and... They have the confidence to, to you know, <laughs> to impose. The imposition is a lot. It's I might lot. be overstepping my bounds here, but I'm willing to say that any member of the stream team can stay at another member at the stream team's house free of charge for as long as they want. As long as you watch No Dunks the next day in the morning. Okay, what a community. All right, next topic. Very simple. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Are they good? And on this one, let me just say... I can be convinced on this one. I've been going back and forth all morning on this. Ultimately, I'm I'm going big time good here. Uh, you know, I was doing a little mise en place today, chopping my vegetables, just bumping the Red Hot Chili Peppers Essentials playlist on Apple, and at least 10 bangers, 10 that I'm like running back, happy to hear, through multiple eras. You've got, you know, the early era of John Frusciante after he replaced Hillel Slovak. You've got the Dave Navarro era that surprisingly has great songs. You've got the next John Frusciante era. They're maybe even a little underrated at this point. They're almost the 80s and 90s version of the Rolling Stones where you're like, wow, they're still around making music together. Somehow they have a cool lead singer who's not the coolest guy in their band. Also like the Rolling Stones. I think that gives them extra points. Um, the lyrics are literally insane. You just make up some nonsense words and say a few states and you've written yourself a Red Hot Chili Peppers song. But I like it. I'm definitely a good guy here. 
Can you be um, can you be underrated if you if you I'm, I'm just guessing here can't name a song from their last three studio albums? <sighs> I'm yes, yeah, because I mean, who cares about the later albums in a band's career? You know? Yeah, uh, fair enough. Yeah, so that's true. That to I, me I is like, who cares? A lot of bands keep making music that nobody wants to hear. But you go to a Red Hot Chili Peppers concert, you're gonna hear one song, maybe two that they're working on, and then a lot that you love. Mm. So I don't really care about that kind of stuff. Lee, you're obviously the authority on all things music. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't even, I couldn't even get that out with a straight face. Yeah, uh, good. Right, no, no, I've, got, I've got them down as good. I mean, "Can't Stop" is my favorite song of theirs. Uh, probably top twenty-five all time for me. Um, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. What? What? Probably top twenty-five. Can't, can't of all time. Probably. Of probably. every can't song. Stop. Probably in can't my stop, probably top twenty-five. Addicted to the Shindig. Yeah, that's the yeah. song we're talking <laughs> about. It's just great. It's just it, it, it's a great way. I saw them in Hyde Park in London, uh, 2004, and that's a brilliant song to start with because it gets a crowd going. You know, it's got the lead, the lead in, and then it just hits you with a like that. It's a great song, and um, <laughs> you just, just said I'm just in the like money. That. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I was going to say, how do you know when it when it started? About bang. Uh, you just know. How just did you know it was that song and not any of their other songs? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, no. no I, I, so, yeah, I've got them, uh, I've got them in the good. Um, <laughs> but I, I said when I saw them in Hyde Park, I actually didn't think – their music was great, but I didn't think their crowd involvement uh, interaction was all that good. So they lose points for that. But you've got to respect them. They've been around forever. Trey's met Flea. I've met Anthony Kiedis. Anthony Kiedis <laughs> snubbed me. Uh, <laughs> Wait, did you meet him or not? Yeah, I remember it was at the basketball finals. I had to get oh. a, a photo with a celebrity. <laughs> yes. Oh, and I said good. to him, I said, that's I need good. a photo with a celebrity. And he said, I'm not your man. I'm not your man. Yeah. And he walked <laughs> off. So uh, okay, that's sorry, kind of cool. Sorry, can't stop. Well, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he lived, he lived up to that reputation, not being involved with the fans. So, you know, I thought I sort of respected the fact that he kept it going uh, outside of the concert. So, yeah, good. But I mean, for me you know middle of the road in terms of uh favorite musical performances yeah Mm. yeah okay so we got two goods jd yeah i'm like you i could be convinced either way i loved the red hot chili peppers from 80 till 85 to 93 ish uh blood sugar sex magic is one of my now that is an album that's in my top 25 there we go the entire album is awesome and uh there's an is there a great music documentary called funky monks about the the making of it and i watched like 10 minutes of it last night just to see if it was as good as i thought it was it was even better like it's insane these guys were kids just horny kids (laughs) making lightning in a bottle in harry houdini's old house that's real they all lived in it except for chad he was too scared apparently uh because he thought it was hosted or haunted uh anyways it's a great dog it's a great album one of my favorite of all time uh can't stop around here my kids are just getting into the music uh music stuff they they're in bands and stuff uh Jackson's now learning the bass can't stop is is dunked on constantly around here as one of the worst songs ever like they roast it and they're 14 and 16 and i i have to agree with them like and as you say, uh, who cares about their later stuff, right? I mean, uh, honestly, but there is a stunning lack of growth after Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Yeah. You know what oh, I mean? Totally like, disagree. It, totally disagree. They sound totally different um, when John Frusciante comes back to the band. What are you talking about? Anthony Kiedis like, starts singing, and there's way more melodic music and way okay. less you know, funk-geared stuff, right. I would say. I mean, let's and let's talk about Anthony Kiedis' singing. Who for that first fifteen years of the band, he could barely he was barely in tune. On Blood yes. Sugar Sex Magic, he's yes. barely in tune. He can't carry a tune. Okay, so maybe his his vocal range has improved. I assume he had lessons. Uh but you know, but 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 that's besides the point. Matt, you you said like I cannot think of uh I can't name a single red hot chili peppers song in the last three albums. Uh and, you know, but again, who cares? Ultimately, all this to say, I am definitely falling on the good side. I'm a, I'm good. They're good. You cannot deny that they're good. But 
I, you got my dander up by saying can't stop top twenty five songs. It's okay, songs of all it's okay time. if it's not in your top twenty five. Is Levon okay. on that list? Is Levon on the no, top twenty five? It's not. Well, then not. You're, you don't know what you're talking about. Okay, but your opinion doesn't have to equal mine. Okay, you're right. So I have it in my top twenty five. You don't have to. That's fine. Okay, we can move on from it. Okay, okay. All right. I don't well, actually agree with a lot of fourteen year olds either in their musical taste. I'm forty six. <laughs> We're probably not going to have the same sort of alignment. Just so it's out there. Okay. Okay, Fair sounds enough. like this guy really likes the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> I mean, all I all I could think of is Danny California, and I mean, obviously they have worse songs, but for a song that's a hit, it's awful. And um, there's this guy Pat Finnerty that has a YouTube channel where he goes through um, why certain songs are bad. And so, first of all, I think most people know that Danny California is just a straight rip off of Mary Jane's Last Dance, like same chord progression, um, and one thing he pointed out that I never had thought of is so he's. Uh, Kiedis knows he's stealing Mary Jane's Last Dance. Mary Jane's Last Dance starts, she grew up in an Indiana town. Kiedis starts, okay, he's like, well, I want to say where Danny California was born, but I can't say she grew up. So he says, getting born in the state of Mississippi. Not not a phrase. Not a phrase that anyone uses. Getting born. Now, at the same time, I agree. Blood Sugar, Sex Magic is a classic. I, I think is it's 91. No, I, 90, I'm like, 91. I, I think it's 91. Okay, so I'm what like, did you say? 10 years. 92. I thought it was 92. Cause, cause 91 the, per wiki. I mean, okay. Okay. So whatever. I'm, I'm like around 10. Yeah, yeah. Under the Bridge, I'm just like obsessed with. Early and I love MTV the more ballady stuff like Breaking the, Breaking the Girl. Yeah, classic. Uh, on that album. So... Suck my kisses I'm, off that one too. Is yep. your mouth? Yeah. <laughs> Suck my what? <laughs> Suck my kiss. <laughs> it is. Um, it is. <laughs> it is I, indeed. I, I, I don't know. I can't stop thinking about things like Danny California, though. Things like Around the World, where he goes. I know, I know for sure. Ding, 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 dong. Oh <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of nonsense lyrics, but Soul to uh, Squeeze has some great nonsense lyrics in it, and it's one of their best songs. That's true. Yeah, I, I, that's what I you love gotta. Sweet. I mean, that's what you have to take uh, with a grain of salt with regards to the Red Hot Chili Peppers. There are just gonna be times when Anthony Kiedis has the melody and doesn't have the words, and he's like, "I ain't writing the words. I'm just making noises <laughs> for this part." Sometimes it works, and sometimes it sounds ridiculous. I sort of think they did that for their Simpsons cameo, where he was just like just saying sounds, <laughs> yeah. not really words. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's interesting that that's how good Blood Sugar Sex Magic is because Soul to Squeeze. Is an outtake, right? Yeah, uh, from yeah, that. It's album. on the um, Conehead soundtrack, Coneheads. I think. Wow, crazy. Um, before we, so I'm, I'm going to go not good just to zag on this. We got three goods. <laughs> yeah, before enough. we check out the poll, um, JD. Weirdly, I feel like I know the answer to this. Have you ever put your penis in a sock? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, well, I don't think I have. Oh, really? Yeah. I feel like when you were in Greece, that's one of the, the hijinks oh, you yeah. might have gotten up I, to. I put it in many things in Greece, <laughs> never a sock. <laughs> you put you put your penis in your own butt cheeks. I've seen that picture. I absolutely have. Many, many times. Many uh, times. Dick in a sock, anyone else? <laughs> of course, man. Yeah, of course. I mean, Come okay, on. Yeah, okay. okay. But, for, for many reasons. <laughs> Sometimes for style and jokes, you know? Okay. Um, <laughs> I've got a soul to squeeze. <laughs> All right, Lee, what are the people saying? Yeah. I think they're going to say good. 74%. 75. Just went up to 75% wow. there. Yeah. So not a surprise. Uh, only okay. 84 votes. But yeah, I mean, most people know the Peppers have one or two of their favorite songs. But I wouldn't think many people would have them as their number one favorite band, though. Hmm. I would okay, think. well, well, three quarters of the stream team can, stream team can suck my. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also, just before we move on to the next topic, I should say Skeets and... Your buddy Grish um, were at a Red Hot Chili Peppers concert last night in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I believe Skeets is coming on next week. He can um, he can give us a little rejoinder about the concert. Uh, but for now, we're going to move on to the, our next topic. Oh, there they are. You know <laughs> what is so good happy. is the guy behind uh, Grish's head here wearing a hat that says mm-hmm. Red Hot Chili Peppers, but it's made like a 1990s yeah. sports hat. That was an instant zoom for me. So that hat is good. As okay, uh, sub question: Wearing the band T-shirt to the <laughs> there's of a the lot of it in this one. To. There's a lot in this photo, no yeah. doubt about it. All right, so my if you're not watching, my buddy Grish is wearing a Red Hot Chili Peppers. It's a new T-shirt, by the way. That's their newish logo to the Red Hot Chili Peppers concert, which is I, I guess I'm okay with that. Some people are not. 
I'm fine with it. Yeah, I am too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, why not? Got to represent. It's like the, it's like, uh, the home team, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Play well. <laughs> uh, Got to support the team. All right. Next topic. This one's a little complicated. Calling chefs chef when you don't work for them. Is this good? I'm going to start off with this one because maybe you're confused about what I'm saying. Here's what I'm not saying. Obviously, like uh, the TV show The Bear is quite popular now. Everyone's calling each other chef, chef, and that. But they're working together in the kitchen, the old school French brigade system. I don't have a problem with that. What I'm talking about is how suddenly we are all calling chefs (laughs) chef. So it's like if you hear... Uh, a chef interviewed on a podcast it's like oh chef this chef that when like you know let's say david chang uh hosts something on instagram all the comments are like a chef a chef what what uh, how long were you uh, basting that uh, chef uh, when i put this in the microwave how do i do it chef i don't think there's too many professions where we're calling the person the name of the profession like mm. I'll just I'll just continue here and say I, I thought about it for five minutes. Here's here's some professions where we call the person the name of the profession: chef, coach. Yeah. Oh yeah. Coach for sure. Uh, colonel. Yep. Um, <laughs> I'm your chicken colonel. I don't know any colonels. Colonel. You don't, don't know, know any. You're just out yeah, about. Yeah. Hey colonel. Uh, hey colonel. What was your colonel? thoughts yeah. on flanking the battalion? <laughs> Somehow I was also realizing. You call colonels colonel more than you call generals general. I, I feel it's weirdly like a general, uh, you know, where's the tau? Um, <laughs> but it's it's more likely that you see a colonel, you're just like, colonel? I don't know. That's just a theory I'm working on. Okay, doctor? You call doctors oh, yeah. doctor. Oh, yeah. You don't call nurse nurse when you're seeing a nurse out and about. You don't call a pharmacist a pharmacist. They all have degrees. They all went to school. Um, a priest, I think you're calling a father. You're saying a father. Yeah. You know, if, if the priest comes over to your house for dinner, you're saying, father, can you pass me the potatoes? Um, professor, I'm, I'm sort of on the, the border with this one. I think you do. P- professor is something you would you would say somebody in, to, in the wild. You would say, oh, Professor Kislenko, it's nice to see you again. Okay. Oh, Professor Kislenko, yes. Well, if Professor you. Kislenko came to your house for dinner, would you say, Professor, could you pass the salt? No, I'd be, welcome, Arn. You can stay for as long as you like. <laughs> uh, four days, five days. Okay, well, I just, named, I just named six professions. But you know which professions we don't call by the profession? I would say it's literally every other one. Right. Architects, engineers. <laughs> you don't call a cobbler cobby. Uh, <laughs> uh, what about, uh, like, referees? Or umpires, you call them, come on, blue. <laughs> call them blue. Call them stripes. <laughs> More of an insult <laughs> yeah. when it comes up. Uh, profession-based insult. Uh, I think people just like jargon, you know? Mm. So that's why we like to call chefs chef. We like to call each other chef. Like if you're in a kitchen, just your kitchen, and somebody else is there cooking with you, Call that person chef. Maybe we should have more professions where we're using the name of the profession. Because I knew you were going to be down on this one because I knew your thoughts on calling Kevin McHale coach when he was walking around the NBA TV office. Like, he was never our coach, yeah. but he was That's a coach, right. you know? So it's just fun That's to say because right. it feels like you're part of the crew. Yeah. Anyone else? So you're good on it. Anyone else? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just trying to think of anyone I know from those professions. Um I would call coach to like my kids' coaches. I would say, hey, coach, but partly because I don't always know their names. Uh, I don't, I I mean, I would never just call the doctor his name. Hey, I I would never just say, hey, doctor. I would say, doctor so and so. If Mm. I knew him, I wouldn't just call him doctor. Um, I'm trying to think if I called anyone coach around the NBA TV off, because I know Shaq used to call Isaiah Thomas coach, which was kind of weird because he never coached Isaiah. That's why that's a little bit weird. But, um, yeah, other than that, I mean, no, I'm, I'm probably, I'm just using, a, I'm using a, a formal name, Mr. or Mrs., if it's someone of respect, but not really the profession as such. Right. No, isn't I mean? it weird that we don't even call the president? Like, if, if you, if the president's walking by, you don't just go, president, you say Mr. President. So, right, right. If they wanted to call <laughs> yeah, Mr. Yeah, so, Mr. So, that's so, the same. They should, that's literally they should the exact have to same. be called Mr. Chef. Mr. Chef. But should you still call the president if he's no, like if you see Obama, is he still Mr. President or, or, or you know? Well, he's still, re- he's referred to as President Obama. Right. Still, right. now that he's not. Yeah. But not just president. No. Mr. President. No, because I think it's more the, the current 
president right. is president right. rather than, you know, <laughs> President Obama. Right. Uh, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I, would just, I would just call him Barry. Um, <laughs> but you're, but Matt, you you are fine with calling a chef chef if you're in their restaurant. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, yeah. Because like right. I'll often say, like, how do you want how do you want this thing cooked? I'll just say, right. as chef recommends. Right, right, exactly. I'm, I, I'm not happy about it, but I, I do say that. <laughs> so, uh, JD, you good or not good on this? I think I'm out. Uh, I'm uh, not good. Okay. Um, it is fun to say chef, though. I think yeah. that's why people say it. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's really yeah. fun. Hey, chef. Uh, yeah. You know. And they love it. Chefs love it when they get that just yeah. like, I used to work in a restaurant. The chef loved it. He didn't want his name called. He was like, chef, just call me chef. Yeah. All right. I mean, uh, but, listen, in my my experience in the restaurant industry, I mean, there's a, a few that are really, you know, quite nice, but there's a lot of dick chefs out there who I don't really feel like giving my respect to. Exactly. I mean, shout out to Chef Todd, who had us uh, over uh, to his restaurant in uh, in uh, Las Vegas, and that was great. And I called him chef, but he was cooking. Yeah, for us. he's working though. Then yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we were literally in his kitchen. Yeah. yeah. I also do. You also think that because chef is um, like obviously coach, colonel, doctor. These are all English words. Chef is a French word. Yeah. I think that has something to do with it because chef just means chief in English. So I think that we should start calling chefs chief, which is like the most sarcastic thing you could call someone. <laughs> hey, chief. Hey, chief. Uh, all right, chief. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Medium rare, okay, chief. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm a not good. JD's a not good. Not Trey good. sounds like a good. Lee, I didn't catch what you thought. Uh, I mean, I you don't give know, a shit. You, you couldn't would, give yeah, a shit yeah, about I, this guy. You wouldn't do it. I, I'm, I don't know any. I want to know a colonel to know how I would address him. I would just love to salute <laughs> colonel, you know, but uh, can't say I know anyone. So I'm going to say now. I'm, I'm out. No good. Not good. Okay. So that's three. So yeah. uh, what are the people saying? Yeah. 65% not good. Mm. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Tough. That's, I think, is that our first, that's our first not good? I think that's right. Yes. I believe so. Okay. Wow. Um, well, we are going to go to break, but you're going to want to stick around because when we come back, we're going to talk about something so mysterious, <laughs> so mysterious. I can't, I cannot say what it is, but you're going to want to stick around. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Welcome back to Is This Good? Again, if you are just listening to this as a podcast, I want you to know that there were ads there. Um, if, if you just hear me throw it to the break and then come right back when you're listening to the podcast, it's not my fault. There were ads there when we were recording this. It's just very important for me that you know that. Okay, moving on. Uh, our next topic, I'm excited for this. M. Night Shyamalan, the original Shams. <laughs> M. Night Shyamalan, is he good? Here we go. Well, I'll get us started, Matt, um, because when you talk about M. Night Shyamalan, you're really talking about twist endings. As everybody knows, the guy is famous uh, for his twist endings. So you messaged me yesterday and said, you think you could do like a top five M. Night Shyamalan twists? So I had to go to his Wikipedia page and ensure that I've seen five M. Night Shyamalan movies. <laughs> and it turns out I've seen exactly five. Wow. So these are perfect. the five, I don't know if they're the best or worst twists. I'm going to go from best twist to worst okay. twist. Number one twist, obviously Sixth Sense. Yeah. An iconic twist. You know, <laughs> the movie that made us remember twist endings. I don't know if it's been done as well since uh, or before. What was like the big twist ending movie prior to Sixth Sense? Like I, Psycho? Well, uh, like for me, I found it similar to Shawshank in that you were like, where's this going? And then all of a sudden, bang, it Boom. just hit you. Dead. Yeah. Is that a twist ending? I'm not sure if it counts as a twist ending in Shawshank, but it was like an iconic 
It was a great ending. A great ending. Yeah. Brilliant ending. So, I don't know if that's a, necessarily a twist ending. No, no. It's a, re- it's a big reveal. Yeah. 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 I, wouldn't, I wouldn't classify uh, it as a twist necessarily, but... Yeah, anyways, you know, Sixth Sense was like the movie that... People actually did a great job of being like, there's a great twist at the end, but wouldn't actually tell you the twist at the end. The twist probably holds up. I don't know. It's been a while since I saw it, but watching it the first time, it's awesome. The yes. second time, you're like, you get to watch it and see what you missed that yeah. would have given away the twist. After that... Your mileage may vary, but obviously his best twist. The twist that put oh. him on the M. Night map. <laughs> Trey, you know what? You just reminded me. The movie before that that I think of when when it's like, there's a twist at the end of this movie, but don't tell anyone, was sure. Crying Game. Okay. Crying Game is not bad. I see people are saying Fight Club, which was probably probably right before uh, Sixth Sense. Is that right? That was about right. 90, uh, 98 or 99. Yeah, 99. So it was, right it was about 98, yeah. Usual yeah. Suspects, people are saying that's another good twist yeah, yeah, ending. Yeah. As well, Memento came out a year after, also had a good twist ending. So, I guess maybe we were living in a the time the halcyon days of yeah. twist endings. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Late '90s to early 2000s. <laughs> yeah. It's all about switch ups there at the end. Yeah. Number two uh, best twist from M Night, Unbreakable. Mm. Do you know the mm-hmm. twist in Unbreakable? I don't. I don't know that one. Not only I... is Bruce Willis a superhero. Samuel L. Jackson is a super villain who engineered all of this trauma in Bruce Willis's life to see if he was a superhero. Pretty cool stuff. Bruce Willis and Samuel Jackson back together. Wow, yeah. I wonder if that was the first time after Pulp yeah. Fiction, probably. Yeah. It might, I think it was, actually. Yeah. This um, Unbreakable eventually kind of like spawned a universe for M. Night Shyamalan. He did Split with Patrick Mac or James McAvoy yep. a little bit later. I'm still unsure if I've seen this movie or if I just watched <laughs> Identity starring John Cusack in 2003, which is a great twist ending and I think is pretty much the exact same movie as Split. And then I think there is a Samuel L. Jackson movie as well called Glass, which I know I haven't hmm. seen. Wait, and it brings uh, brings them uh, all together. Brings them all together. Brings them all. Three, <laughs> three superhero yeah. movies from M. Night, but... I think Unbreakable is cool. I actually forgot yeah. that it was an M. Night Shyamalan movie until I went back and looked at this. I was like, oh, right. I liked Unbreakable. I did too. Up, I don't know, but I liked it at the time. All right. <laughs> this is when we get into the bad twists. Yeah, Start, give me the shitty twist. Number three give is a bad twist. Ones. The Village. Anybody see The Village? I did. Guess what? They're living in modern day. It was the most obvious twist possibly, <laughs> <laughs> possibly imaginable. The monsters aren't real. They're just people dressed up and they're living in a forest. Like that was... Just a ridiculously obvious twist that I think was even revealed by M. Night Shyamalan in the movie. Like, doesn't he play, like, the toll booth worker or something uh, who Bryce Dallas Howard escapes the village and finds him, but she's blind, so she can't really put it all together. (laughs) Spoiler alert if you care about seeing any of these 15-year-old movies, but I'm just revealing it. But I think it's very funny that it was a dumb twist revealed by the director in the movie. Crazy stuff. Mm. Uh, Number four pretty bad twist because i'm not sure what the twist is signs i i think the twist was first off that the aliens were real which was a bit of a twist because you're like do these aliens actually exist right. but then the bigger twist was that the aliens are allergic to water <laughs> what, a <laughs> dumb, what a dumb way for these aliens to die we're coming to a planet that is completely sustained by water covered in water and as it turns out, liquid water is the one thing. Mm. The one thing that can get rid of these aliens. Pretty bad twist. Uh, well, wasn't that gremlins? They were allergic to water. Oh, no, they yeah, multiplied. They oh, no, they, that made yeah, them grow. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, gremlins yeah. can handle the water. <laughs> aliens, not so much. Well, that, that's War of the Worlds, the original War of the Worlds. It's not water, but it's germs. Yeah, the, germs. The, the environment. Kills them. Well, isn't wait? Isn't that Independence Day too? Don't they give them a cold? Well, yeah, they do. No, yeah. well they hack their well, computer. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> give, they, they give the they, they give the computer a virus. <laughs> There's a uh, this uh, you, you far think technologically the, the... advanced society comes and invades Earth, but as it turns out, our 1996 computers can yeah. hack into their mainframes yeah. and send them back into outer space. Yeah. That, that's twist. what I was just thinking. Does that mean that on the aliens from Independence Day planet, they have like a super famous guy that always dressed in a black turtleneck and (laughs) they're ruled by a guy named Norton who will not let them get viruses on any of their computers all right so that's uh that's four that's two bad twists two good twists uh the fifth the worst twist the worst movie I've ever seen in the theater wow but one of the most fun movie watching experiences The Happening yeah starring Mark Wahlberg people are just committing suicide worldwide nobody can figure out why as it turns out 
trees are attacking people. (laughs) (laughs) We've lost too many bees to keep the toxins at bay. So the toxins influence people to commit suicide. And then they spend the night at an old lady's house, wake up the next morning, and the trees have just stopped. The trees got as far as they needed. And as it turns out, it was the property line at that woman's house. So Mark Wahlberg, you're good to go from here on out. Uh... The dumbest twist, because it was basically no twist, and then the twist got twisted into nothingness just ten minutes later. Uh, But like I said, an awesome movie to watch, because this looked (laughs) like it was going to be a disaster of a movie, and everybody that was in the theater with me, it was a sold-out theater, Really, seemed to be thinking the same thing, like, this is going to be terrible, let's just go and watch it and laugh, and we had a great time. What what, what era was this like? This is probably 08-ish. So we still living a bit off the sixth sense by then, where you're like... You'll go and watch him. Yeah, that was that was the end for me. So yeah. Sixth Sense, 99, Unbreakable, yeah. 2000, Signs, 2002, 2004, The Village. I was a big M. Night head yeah. at this point, apparently. Lady in the Water dropped. No, thank you. No, thank you on that one. <laughs> but I had to see The Happening. It was as bad as imagined. And after that, I haven't been able to take myself to see another yeah. M. Night Shyamalan movie. Yeah, I mean, look, Wait. it's... Well, it's a bit like. Are you Guy good Ritchie. or not good based on that? I can't tell. I'm not good. I'm yeah. not okay. good. I'm oh, not good oh, on this. Oh, interesting. But you're good on the Red Hot Chili Peppers, who have been garbage for the last uh, twelve to fifteen. Uh, wow. <laughs> okay. You, make a, you okay. make a good point. You do make a good point. Right. I see where we're. I, I don't know. I feel like there's more. There's more of an impetus uh, to make good content as a video maker, as a movie maker, than there is for a musician. Oh, 100 uh, percent. As time 100%. goes on, as, as Lee said. I mean, not to circle back to the Chili Peppers, but all they have to do is show up, play one of their new songs, and then they're playing all the hits from way back yeah. when. M. Night doesn't have that uh, that luxury. He has to come up with... He's and, he, come- and he's the twist guy. That's <laughs> yeah. a lot of pressure. Yeah. That's yeah. a lot of pressure. But, but that's the thing. When you start off with... I know it wasn't his first one, The Sixth Sense, but that was the one that put him on the map. Mm-hmm. Trying to replicate that is tough. The standard is so high, you know? Like yeah, exactly. it's it's, right. it's it, to to maintain that level, people like you're saying, people go to the cinema to see. Well, I I hope I have the same six cents. Yeah. yeah, and then you Let's got trees, you got. and then you got trees. Well, <laughs> yeah, trees. but trees was later. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Unbreakable was a a good movie. Yeah. I enjoyed Unbreakable. I enjoyed The Village until the twist. I mean, I thought it was very well crafted. I was on the edge of my seat. I kind of look at his movies like a Norm Macdonald joke. The punchline. Who cares? Like, it's the journey to get there. You're laughing all the way to the punchline. And it's like, oh, okay, wah, wah. But I'm saying he's good. I'm on, I'm good. I'm M. Night Shyamalan. Shyamalan. I'm Team Shyamalan. And he was the executive producer on Wayward Pines, which was a, a, I don't know, I think they had 20 episodes or something. And there's a big twist in that (laughs) that's revealed five episodes in. Which was a mistake, probably. Too but early. Uh, yeah, too early. But uh, it was decent, though. Those five episodes leading up to the twist, I was all in on it. And uh, yeah, the, sure, there's been some stinkers, but uh, you know who hasn't had some stinkers? Mm. So I, I, I'm I'm going to say he's good. You're pulling me back to you're pulling me back to the side. <laughs> I'm thinking about seeing Split. I'm thinking about seeing Glass. Uh, Matt, you said, did I see Old? No, but the previews were interesting. Yeah, <laughs> okay. like honestly, like the happening. I watched that and I was furious with him. And I've actually, I've never went to see another one of his movies. I've now, I've not seen Split. Yeah. I've not seen Glass. And I liked Un- Unbreakable. I just haven't. I, I just haven't brought myself to to come around yeah. and see it, but but I think Split is quite well reviewed. Actually, um, I don't know what our Rotten Tomatoes says, but who cares? I bet it's not bad. So, um, JD, it's funny that it's interesting that you mention like a Norm Macdonald joke. You're laughing all the way through because I watched Old last night and I was laughing all the way through. <laughs> this movie is so bad and so <laughs> dumb. I mean, there's a six-year-old, you know the premise, they they go to a beach where they get old very, they age very rapidly. Right. There's like a six-year-old girl and then she ages like to, I don't know, doubles or whatever. And then she has sex with another boy that's there because uh, now they're horny. Yeah. And then she's like, <laughs> Two minutes later, she's pregnant. She's like, oh, my belly. What's happening? <laughs> like, okay, but there, there is a rapper in the movie. Like, not a real, like, a someone's playing a rapper in the movie. Right. He's already on the beach. In, in expl- it makes no sense. But I just want to ask you, I know none of you have seen this movie. So I know you're not going to know the answers. What is the name 
of the rapper in this movie. Hmm. <laughs> and I'll just tell you, it's the most insane name. The name of the rapper in this movie is Midsized Sedan. <laughs> and, his, and his hit single is More Dough for the Cooking. Wow. So, okay, I don't mind. I don't mind the the song name. I don't mind. Every okay. Shyamalan is good. If he can come up with that, <laughs> it's a it's a red, it's like a placeholder Red Hot Chili Peppers lo- uh, yeah, yeah, lyric, totally, right? Totally. totally. <laughs> Sweet bandana, mid-sized sedan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so I'm I'm, an, I'm a definite not good. I mean, like when I started doing five minutes of research on him, I I found that this guy's fascinating. First of all, he he ghost wrote "She's All That." Did you know yeah, that? that? I that's, did not know yeah. that. He did. Well, he said I ghost wrote "She's All That," and then apparently the um, screenwriter "She's All That" tweeted, "Oh, only in his head." Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> But of his 12 movies, I think he had one movie before The Sixth Sense, but from Sixth Sense on, I think it's 12 movies. Seven of the 12 movies are below 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. Three of them are below 20%. And After Earth is 12%, and The Last Airbender is 5%. I mean, that's that's almost impressive. But I mean, obviously, these movies are making money, because otherwise, certainly they're not critical, darlings. I'm a not good. Lee, I'm assuming you're a not good. Yeah, I am, just because I uh, I don't have a huge uh, catalog of uh, his films. Uh, I've seen, obviously, The Sixth Sense. Uh, Usual Suspects, that was him, too? No. No, 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 people are saying that in here. Uh, No, they're just talking about twists. Oh, 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 okay, yeah. Uh, So, yeah, I'm saying not good. Um, you want the people's uh, vote here? You want the the poll? Give it to me. It's uh, 53% not good. Wow. So there are some Ooh. fans out there. Ooh, f- 53%, the score of every movie of his on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Just drop to 52. So, uh. Okay. <laughs> um, By the time we get right. to the, the end of the movie, well, uh, I, the end of the podcast, it's going to yeah. completely switch. Look, I think uh, he's had the most votes, though, so far. So uh, one of those ones who uh, gets the people out there voting. Wow. Yeah. Gets people talking, just like yeah. gets people going to see his movies. Yeah. Um, all right, this last one, let's just do rapid fire because it was on the docket last week. Uh, let's just burn this topic. Online grocery shopping, is this good? Rapid fire, tell me, do you like the convenience or are you a guy that needs to touch the produce? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I forgot how you don't like um, people eating uh, fruits and vegetables around you. Is that, is that still true, Matt? <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't like open fruit. Uh, so if someone was to eat a raw carrot in front of you, where would you be offended by that? Or is it more the juice of no, like a pear? No, you know and an the apple answer to this. You would sit next to me in the office and slurp a pear. Like yeah, I mean, you, know. you did make him extra sloppy. Well, for Matt, I did once. I realized that uh, he, he didn't like them. But a Bartlett pear, you know, the right ripeness tends to be a little bit juicy. You need to sort of bite and slurp as you're doing it. Uh, but I never encroached in your space. I never, I never was mm. like, okay, mm. I'm going to just go and slop this around you and, and spill it all over you. I mean, I I kept it to myself. It's just uh, I enjoy I enjoy a good pear. Who doesn't love a good pear? it it, it just felt to me like you were doing weird weird foreplay to me and it was just it was like you're eating ice cream on a hot day and you're licking your licking your wrist never never save save that for roxy say say it oh no never in bed it's too 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 sloppy too too much spillage of a pear okay well you didn't understand what i was saying moving on um (laughs) all right leap touch the produce or your convenience yeah well i I mean that's it when it comes down to it is the it's the fresh fruit and vegetables because you do get to look and pick and you know if you see something with a big bruise on it you're obviously gonna uh, leave that on the shelf there if you're shopping yourself but when people do the shopping for you i think they just it's it's it, it, it's the uh, getting it out as quick as they can getting it to your house they don't really care about the sort of uh, condition the bananas are in or the pears or the apples or whatever they're just getting them to you so i have to say during covid though i mean during lockdown it was there was no real option i mean you had to do it, so you had to sort of just uh, accept the way it came. I think and, you hundred uh, percent did not have to do it well, because I, I never did to, it. But I mean, look, okay, but, but that, that's interestingly because I I never did it before the pandemic, and now yes. I can't go back to grocery shopping. I'm just addicted to the convenience, mm. and I find they do a fine job of giving me non-bruised vegetables. So I'm interested that you had the convenience and then went back to uh, in-person shopping. Yeah, I just I just like it. I just like being there to be able to select my my uh, you know particular fruits or vegetables. That's that's why. 
So yeah. you're probably a creeper too. I don't know. You're probably touching those cantaloupes. <laughs> nah, weird no, thing. actually, that's no. I'm not a creeper at all. You I don't get your like fingies. Get your fingies in the bins. I don't know. If, he's he's, me, he's fondling no, those no, pears, no, no, man. No, he's no, got to weigh them out. I don't think. Oh it's yeah, a, he's yeah. he's getting two watermelons, putting them up here, and going. No, no, no. I I don't know if it's a COVID thing or not, but but I I look. And I'm, you know, very visual with it first. And if I pick one up, basically, and I say the same thing to the boys when I'm shopping, if you pick it up, we're taking it because I don't want to see other people be picking it up, feeling it, and then putting it down. How so, do you know how soft it is before you've picked it well, up? Well, you can, that's, that's why the visual inspection is so important. I mean, you're, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're you might as well down. just get it delivered. Yeah. If you pick up, a, you can't tell if an avocado's soft. I mean, I guess by color, but. Still, you got you got to touch yeah, it. Well, you the whole can, point. You, look, you can poke it, you know, and then then you're like, okay, <laughs> oh, you can, can poke it, and yeah, you don't yeah, have so, to buy you know, it. But as soon as you, if it's your elbow, yeah, I mean, <laughs> look, I'm I'm just not molesting the fruit. I'm, you know, you're, no, I think you are. No, I've no, seen no, the way you eat a pear. You are no <laughs> pee molesting the fruit. Okay, JD, you're a you're a I'm not good on on online grocery. I, I, to be honest, I've I don't think I've ever done it. Other than when Grocery Gateway first came out, like way back, like before apps, before, you know, when we would, you would select it and it would, and I thought it was more of a pain in the ass to, to be honest, because you would have a window of people bringing your groceries and, uh, you know, and the the produce thing is a thing for sure. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. And it's also way more expensive. Is money a factor in this scenario or, or no? Um, yeah, you can factor. I mean, because you're yeah. paying the, a tip and you're paying um, delivery small fees. delivery charge. Or yeah. some some places are free delivery. But but is the is the actual items sometimes inflated as well on like Instacart and things like that? No, I mean my cab. I'm good, but uh, on this one. But my caveat is you can't use Instacart. Instacart is garbage. Okay, you're just sending a random person into a store that they don't <laughs> know to buy your stuff. It has to be someone that is an employee of the store picking the the goods. Oh, interesting. What, what about okay. when we we went shopping in Whole Foods in Vegas? There, Matt, you were uh, you were picking things out that you wanted. Remember? Well, yeah, I was there. I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. What you want yeah, me yeah, to yeah. do? You trying to act like you've never been in a grocery store? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you were, yeah. I, the one thing you didn't pick out was your wallet. You just threw it all into my cart. I paid for it. All. <laughs> That's for all the sloppy, sloppy pear eating. Um, Trey, where are you on this one? Uh, I think it's good in a pinch. You know, um, I think there. If you need a specialty ingredient, it certainly comes in handy. I've been looking for saffron for three straight days. Mm, uh, nowhere in Atlanta. Yeah, there's nowhere in Atlanta that has saffron, so I've got to order it. Um, but you might not be getting the best quality with uh, mm-hmm. regards to your produce, and there's always a chance that something's going to go wrong. Like, I saw a tweet recently of somebody ordered a 16-ounce package of feta and instead got 16 packages yeah. of feta. That kind of thing can happen, where, like, you know, you don't put it in the exact sort of thing you need, yeah. which mm. leaves uh, the, the the choice to be made, and maybe the wrong choice is made. Suddenly, you got to go back to the store anyways. Plus, you're losing, like, the spontaneity <laughs> <laughs> Sunkissed zero sugar. For for those listening, I definitely did not order this, yeah. but it was delivered to me. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, uh, this is a sun sunkissed orange. A twelve pack of sunkissed zero sugar soda cans. Wow, did not order. Looks on. I tasted one. It's vile. <laughs> yeah, not good. Yeah. So that kind of thing can happen, which I think uh, is a problem. But there are certainly times when it comes in handy. You know. Uh, uh, there are times, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but and I would ultimately say I'm like I'm like five out of ten on this one. It's good when you need it. It's probably better to actually go to the grocery store. So mark me down for a not good, even if I'm not totally devoted to that side. Okay, I don't, so I'd also is... like to bring up the shame, my food shame. Like, uh, okay, good point. This guy eats a lot of cocoa puffs. You know, like I don't need that. The somebody out there knowing. How what about much... the cashier? Uh, yeah, I mean you're right, but. There's the cashier and the person bringing me the food, you know, like, or I guess hey, you can self self check out. Check. Oh, if I'm if I'm buying cocoa puffs or something, I went to the <laughs> grocery store and I bought like eight things of ice cream and a thing of whipped cream and like <laughs> brand buds, and that was my whole order. I definitely went through the the self checkout for that, but there was a hankering for ice cream around here, so you know, cream it up. Do you uh, put in the the correct amount of bags when you're using self checkout? <laughs> You pay for the bags? Uh, I usually bring my own, to be honest. But, okay, uh, that's good. There we I, go. I, uh, yeah, do we have to put bags in? Uh, uh, maybe in Georgia. They, uh, yeah, they're like, I'm not okay. sure. I'm not sure. I don't think but, I've uh, ever had I, I, yeah, we always have our own, so. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, Lee, what are the people saying? Uh, well, I thought when you said rapid fire, I thought we were going to get through it quicker, so I didn't put the poll up. I'll just say most people are going to say that it's good because in a pinch when you need it. <laughs> It's you, had, you had one job, Lee. Well, he said rapid fire. I thought, <laughs> no, it's, right, fine. Go, it's fine. You know what? I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not committed. Well, that's, it looks like it's going to be a not good on, on online grocery shopping. <laughs> um, okay. Well, we have one more thing to do, but we're going to go to a break. But coming up, we have subjective trivia where I'm going to channel my inner M. Night Shyamalan <laughs> because there is a twist. So stay tuned. <laughs> You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Discover the latest collections from David Yerman, as seen recently, styled on basketball stars like Jaime Jaquez, Jalen Green, D'Angelo Russell, and others. David Yerman is a celebrated American jewelry company inspired by the beauty of art, architecture, and the natural world. The story of David Yerman begins in New York City, with David, a sculptor, and his wife Sybil, a painter and ceramicist. When the artists began collaborating, their goal was to simply make beautiful designed objects to wear. Over 40 years later, the Yermans and their son Evan continue to redefine American luxury jewelry with timeless modern collections for women and men defined by inspiration, innovation, consummate craftsmanship, and cable, the brand's artistic signature. David Yerman's collections are available on davidyerman.com. Welcome back to Is This Good? Uh, before we get to subjective trivia, one error I made, I forgot to say that the M. Night Shyamalan topic was suggested by Ethan Spencer via email. And you can do that too. You can send us an email, isthisgoodpod at gmail.com or at startersmad on Twitter. And you can suggest your own topics and we'll do them on the show. It's crazy. All right, let's get to subjective. <laughs> one, more, one more quick trivia. little oh, thing, Matt. Oh, I put up a poll oh. during the break. Online grocery shopping, is it good or bad? 55%. Not good. Mm. Not good. So it's a close one, though. Close one and and a short vote. And Lee doesn't doesn't know what he's talking about then. (laughs) Lee doesn't understand the people. Ooh, it's 54. It's it's coming back. It's coming back. back. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's get to subjective trivia. Okay, it's subjective trivia, which is just like regular trivia, except only I know the answer. Okay, so earlier we were talking about uh, M. Night Shyamalan. By, by the way, the only good thing about, about M. Night Shyamalan is when, is when you're studying to talk about him, you finally learn how to spell Shyamalan. Mm. <laughs> uh, so talking about Shyamalan had me thinking about The Sixth Sense, which got me thinking about Bruce Willis. So if I asked you, what is Bruce Willis's best movie? I'm going to assume that some of you are going to say Die Hard and some of you are going to say Pulp Fiction. So somewhere those are one and two, depending how you rank them. So today's subjective trivia question is, what is Bruce Willis's third best movie? Wow. Now, because there's not like that many options, I'd like you guys to talk it out out loud, confer, and then bring me an answer. Okay, start naming some movies, guys. Um there was one that where you were saving the earth uh, about 1999, <laughs> okay. 98. Armageddon. Okay, Armageddon. Armageddon. Yeah, sure. yeah, 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 yeah. That was, I, I'm guessing that was probably one of his highest grossing ones, I think. Okay, but we're looking for I the know, third I know. best. I'm just trying to, I'm, I'm trying to talk it out here. I'm, I'm, I'm tap dancing a little bit. Uh, and, and remember, I have it. I have the answer written on this card. Okay. 12 yeah. Monkeys. Oh, good one. That's, That's Brad Pitt. Uh, Brad Pitt well. yeah. is 12 yeah. Monkeys yeah. as well. Yeah. Okay. I remember liking that at the time. I don't know yeah. if it's held up as a yeah. classic. Yeah. Uh, Fifth element. 
Now, is this a starring vehicle? Like, it's he's the leading mm-hmm. person? Okay. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for instance, I, I believe he's in The Player, but I think he's it's, like, just a camera. Sure. Right, right. I mean, Sixth Sense is in the mix, for sure. Whole Nine okay. Yards, is that a... Oh, that's... Yeah, that's that a uh, Chan- Chandler from Friends, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matthew I remember Perry. Like, he's, like, a, he's a hitman a living hitman, next door right. or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember uh, liking that. Uh, Sin City. Ooh, I liked Ooh. Sin City. That's a DVD I own. Oh, Bandits! Bandits was a funny movie with Billy Bob Thornton. I don't think that's I don't <laughs> think that's up there, but it was Billy funny. Billy Bob, um, whole ten yards, <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Alpha Dog. Oh yeah, yeah, you that's right. He that was recently he was Justin the father Timberlake. of um, of uh, of the. Uh, it ain't that one. James Hollywood yep. uh, guy, yeah. Mm. Uh, the ja- the remake of the Jackal. Anybody see that? That's just, yeah. It's not going to be that. Moonrise Kingdom. He was in. Was he in another uh, Coen Brothers movie? Uh, Wes Anderson or Wes Anderson? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? I don't. I don't. Know. I will say you have not yet said Bruce really? Willis's third best movie. Okay. Last Boy Scout. Oh, Last Boy Scout was good. Yeah. Last Boy Scout was good. Death Wish. Oh, that was, was that Steven, that was not good. Steven Seagal. Uh, no, Death Wish was a Quentin Tarantino movie, right? No. I, I, do you need a hint? I feel. Do yeah, you, give us know. a hint. Give us a hint. Okay. Oh, <laughs> oh what okay. about uh, Fifth Element? No. No. Okay, the hint is it's the movie hasn't been said, but it's sort of been said. Hmm. Meaning. Sort of been said. Okay, so maybe it's one of the Die Hard sequels. Uh, like Die Hard 2. Die Hard with a Vengeance. Matt loves an action movie. Loves one. Okay, okay. He really does. You're getting warmer. <laughs> Last Man Standing. Last Boy Scout. Mm. Bonfire of the Vanities. No, JD was really close. Okay. So I'm going to say, a... I, let's pick a Die Hard. I'm, Die okay. Hard 2. I'm going to say Die Hard 3. Die Hard with a Vengeance. The correct answer is 1995's Die Hard with a Vengeance. That's Bruce Willis's third best yes. movie. Okay, so that would have been the uh, the reunion between uh, Samuel L. Jackson and. Uh, mm-hmm. That's and why I was Bruce about Willis. to say yeah. that, but then right. I thought better. <laughs> JD, you know, you know what? For next week, we need a sting for when someone gets the right answer. Felt felt a little flat. Yeah. Okay. I got one the... here. Does it work? Death okay. So you want to say say the answer again? Okay. okay. I'm gonna say. Death Wish, uh, not Death Wish, <laughs> Die Hard 3, Die Hard with a Vengeance. That's correct. 1995's Die Hard with a Vengeance. <laughs> oh, I, I can't hear it here, you but can't I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm going to assume yeah. something appropriate. That, it was good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Last Boy Scout's great. These are the ones I considered. Sin City, yeah. 12 Monkeys, Looper, which no one mentioned. Oh, that's a great movie. Actually. Looper's good. Looper's good. I just love, I love... Uh, I love the riddles in Die Hard with a Vengeance. I love <laughs> Jeremy Irons. Of, uh, Rats and mice have had their chance, as will I have mine. I love the scene when Bruce Willis shoots a bunch of guys in an elevator because the security guard says to him, oh, you know, it's really been raining dogs and cats. And Bruce Willis is like, dogs and cats, dogs and cats. That's not the expression. It's cats and dogs, cats and dogs. This guy's an imposter. Ooh. Well, he did confirm it with the lottery numbers, though, right? Yeah, the he's got the number, thing on his, yeah. on his badge number. Um, yeah. So that's Great. Bruce Willis's third best movie, and that's subjective trivia. Uh, I'll say once again, if you do have topics, tweet them to me at StartersMatt. Email us at isthisgoodpod at gmail.com. I'll ask you guys, do you have anything to promote? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> podcasts. Uh, we got podcasts coming out next week. What do we got next week? Uh, uh, well, we're no watching bumps. Driven yeah. for Ooh, no bumps. right. Uh, it would be interesting to hear, Matt, your third favorite Sylvester Stallone movie. <laughs> Don't Whoa. think it's going to be driven. We got a no bunts next week, and we're hoping one of these guys gets traded so we can yeah. talk about basketball oh, again. Man. Going nowhere. Oh, in the basketball. Trades. What's that? Yeah, remember basketball? <laughs> what, what's the uh, what's the arm wrestle uh, Sylvester over, over the top? Over the top. <laughs> over the top. <laughs> man, making a movie out of uh, armrest. And that was 1987 as well. Like, was it? Yeah. Every good old days. It's yeah. pretty good. I, d- I just listened to the the uh, the 1987 movie draft uh, over on The Ringer with uh, Quentin Tarantino and Roger Avery are there. Wow. Uh, and uh, it's two and a half hours long, and wow. I listened to the whole thing. And uh, right off the top, Dirty Quentin Tarantino, yeah, yeah that, was, uh, that was drafted. Um, 
Quentin Tarantino saying, ah, it's a terrible year for movie. But then banger after banger <laughs> yeah. after banger, I think it was a great year for movies. So, yeah. There you go. Over the top, not pick it. Not pick it. If, if M. Night Shyamalan did over the top, the twist, what would the twist? The twist would be at the end of the movie, you find out it's really their legs, <laughs> not their arms. <laughs> They've been what? leg wrestling. The, ca- now, would they the be camera leg- just lowers to beneath yeah. the table and they're leg locked. That'd be great. <laughs> oh, interesting. Interesting. I thought it was a world in which people had arms, but oh. the arms were legs. That works too. <laughs> I love it. There's a, there's a lot of different ways to play it. Um, guys, thanks for uh, joining me on Is This Good? Uh, thanks for listening. For everyone, I'm Matt Austin, and this was good. We'll see you next week. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.